Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. I'm your host, David, and I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Wolfie. Let's get this started. Think of that music. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Maybe it might be a bad thing to actually have a quote in the intro music about everyone is dumber for having listened to what you just said. Oh no, that's the whole point. Is that we we have no knowledge. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, so all we're we're basically we're not we're we're just opinion driven. Oh yeah, we're, we don't we're not gonna we're a hundred percent biased. Opinion based, um, we we don't report the news. We we share our opinions honestly and openly. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's hard to it's do a, anymore, but it is, especially with everybody. You know, if you say something that the mainstream doesn't like, they just take you. Into, no, you can't say that. We're taking you off our platform. Oh yeah, you you can't post that video here. That's mean. Oh, grow a pair, please. <laughs> just a small one. I, you know, just, yeah, that's, it's insane. Yeah, it used to be that. Uh... That was nothing. Oh, I remember, yeah. I remember talking to uh, a mutual friend of ours here, his grandfather. And uh, he was an older gentleman and he worked in the mines coming up. And he was telling me on this particular day of stories of him working in the mines and he would talk about people and use their ethnic background as identifiers. Right. So, you know, and to him, it didn't, you know, it, because they all used it about each, because I asked him, I'm like, did you just, I said, were you just a mean old hateful guy? I said, he goes, no, he's like, we all did it to each other. He's like, you know, He's like the peoples from Poland. They said, you know, we call them Polacks. They called us Wasps or Waps or whatever. You know, so it was they were just they would just shoot it back and forth to each other all the time. Now, I'm not sure how aggravated or mad they got about it, but it just seemed to me like these people had a whole lot thicker skin than what we do now. Oh yeah, because they you know, but and they they still work together. And they went and did their jobs. They they you know would snipe back and forth at each other. But they at the end of the day they okay we got to mine coal. Let's get in here and get it done. And it's a dangerous job. So if things go wrong, you know you got to even though you don't, may not you just gave the guy a hard time about being a Polish descent. You know you just you still pull him out. And do what you got to do. Polish descent, that's still one of those that you can still make fun of and get away with, I think. Is it really? Yeah, I think so. I've heard uh, heard Stephen Crowder, he mentioned, well, he mentions a lot. Okay. But uh, I think that's one that you can still, well, because it's, it's you know, tends to fall white, so. White. Yeah, and anybody, anybody, anything white, you can make, yeah. you can make fun of all the whites you want. That's, yeah. that's always good. Well, you're, you know, you're naturally evil because you're white, you know. Oh, my gosh. I just seen one of the stupidest things I think I've ever seen. The VHSL league is going to require their players to wear masks during practice and in competition. <laughs> so anyway, you were saying Sean? Oh yeah, he posted uh, that the wrestling. Oh, they weren't allowing handshakes because of COVID before the matches. Okay, now, and how much sense does this make? <laughs> okay, now, I've, I'm going to go on to the very verge and very edge of just silliness right now. But we're told that you can't cough or sneeze into your hands. You have to, you know, do it into your elbow. And now they're telling us, oh, you know, instead of shaking hands, just bump elbows. Right. So, But that's, that's where I've been place, coughing. That's just the place I've been coughing and sneezing into. Wouldn't it be more sanitary, more... For me to just shake hands with a guy? 
because all my coughs and sneezes have went into my elbow, which I'm now touching this other guy. And that may be where he's been doing all his coughing and sneezing at too. So we've just bumped two huge infected areas together. And and has there still been any proven which I know, you know, you can't you can't say that there hasn't been a proven case of it because then that's you're a denier. But has there been any yeah. testing proven cases of transmitting like off of objects or like elbow to elbow or even through handshakes or uh, I do not know. Or is it mainly just aerosol spray in the air? I don't know. And I made this point with, uh, I, I talked to, a, a, I was having a conversation with a uh, real high up nurses or like the, I don't know. Anyway, he's like, yeah, you should wear your mask. It does a whole lot of good. I'm like, well, this it's, it's, it's in droplets. I said, let's say I just walk through a big bunch of it. I said, I've got my mask on. I said, it's all laying right here on the mask. I said, and that's, I said, if it, if it's laying right there on the mask and I wear the mask all day, it's got more of a chance to get into, you know, either into my nose or into my mouth because it's eventually going to make it through the mask. Right. Because the mask doesn't stop any, you know, you still being able to breathe through it. So or you, adju- or you gonna, adjust the mask on the outside with yeah, your hand and then you rub exactly. your eye. Or something. Yeah. Any, any of that crazy stuff. So basically what you're doing is you're carrying a COVID catcher around on your face to catch as much COVID as possible. And then you're, you know, like I said, you're, because you're not used to wearing it, you're always adjusting, you're oh, always yeah. messing with it. So and eventually, you know, or you rub your eyes, and so there it's it's made its end, it's, it's got its end. Right. Well, most but, people, you watch them pull it when they come out of the store, they pull it off, and then they jam it in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when they get to the next place, they pull it back out of their pocket. So, I mean, the yeah. outside is now the inside of the mask. So, and he was talking about, you know, well, you should change your mask every now and again. And I'm like, well, yeah, you probably should, but you should change it people, every single time you take it off. Is what CDC most, recommends, but nobody's going to do that. And well, and nobody has the money to go through that many masks in a day, right? You know, that's what the stimulus should be paying for: buying everybody an unlimited PPP PPE amount. Don't even get me started on stimulus. The first <laughs> one they sent us was a thousand two hundred dollars. And now they're talking about sending us another stimulus check, and it's going to be half that. Yeah, but the, took, but you're only in half the risk right now. So, oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, they were. I, I was looking at uh, Pelosi's stimulus package that she was putting out, and she had all this money going out to all these organizations. I think it was like a, I don't know, a couple of trillion dollars. Yeah. Maybe maybe more than that. I don't know. I think I, for some reason I want to say nine trillion dollars. I'm not sure if that was it or not. I don't know, but it was it was at least a couple of trillion dollars. And they're like, we're only going to send a thousand two hundred dollars to every citizen, but then all these organizations are going to get the rest of this money, which that with only like what three hundred and twenty some million people in the country. That was just a drop in the bucket. If they would have taken out all the organizations that they were going to send money to, I think they could have sent uh, every single person in America somewhere around six grand. Yeah. And I'm like, now that's a stimulus package. Send me six grand to help me get through, you know, the past six months of I need to have my rent. I need to have my bills. I need to have money to put food on the table, you know. That's more. That's stimulus. And what she's planning on doing—that's just a slap in the face. It's like, oh, we're going to use this pandemic so that we can basically send money to our allies, who will then turn around and give us this money back, or at least a portion of it, in a campaign donation. How much sense is that? That makes no sense at all. Well, unless you're a Democrat, of course, then it does. Because <laughs> yeah. then you're. It's like, oh, we're. But they're basically they're funding their own campaigns. Out of the public coffers that oh yeah that are supposed to be used for should be used for other things, but they're like no no we'll just we're gonna turn around we're gonna give you this several million dollars and then you turn around and give us a half of it back yeah. to the DNC because we gave it to you to begin with. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being in one of the big lockdown areas where you're, you know, where your job is gone, um, your unemployment's pretty much almost over. Uh, mm-hmm. you're relying on 
the stimulus to survive and you keep waiting and keep waiting and, you know, trying to make it get by on whatever you can get by on having to go through that. I mean, I, I feel fortunate that, uh, you know, it's a horrible thing to say now, but I'm way better off this year because of COVID as far as business goes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that's a horrible thing to say now because most people, uh, are struggling so bad, but my business, it really helped because it pushed us into, you know, all the courthouses, everything pushed them to going online where most of them weren't. There were a couple that were, but now almost, almost every one of mine are. Um, so it yeah. pushed a lot of that, something that was probably going to happen in the next five to 10 years anyway. It just made it happen now. It just um, sped it up. Right. So my operating expenses are down probably 80%. And, and here's the thing. Rain comes. Oh, yeah. Whether it's, whether it's a blessing or, or not, rain comes all the time. You know, one group of people, you know, like, like the old farmer story, you know, oh, this farmer over here, he's praying for rain so his crops will come in. And then this farmer over here is praying, you know, hey, everything's good. If I get too much rain, right. I'm going to spoil what I got. So I'm praying that there won't be any rain. So, but whatever happens, happens. So one of these guys is going to end up, you know, on the end of a blessing, and the other one's going to be only on the end of a, you know, oh well, I didn't, you know, I didn't get what I needed. So right. things aren't going to turn out as good for me as, as as what they could have. And that's just life. Yeah, because there there's so many <clears throat> there were so many options for people. If you had any sort of small business, I know your business shut down, um, but if you're a lot of small business, especially like e-commerce sites where, you know, those were doing really good, um, where you could, you know, you the PPP loans, um, the EIDL loans, um, mm -hmm. well, those weren't even loans. Those were technically, I mean, the, the EIDL, they... Um, you just apply for it or just show interest in applying for the loan. And they sent you a grant that wasn't, you, you didn't have to pay it back. Um, hmm. And I should have got in on that. Cause I've been trying to get that drone thing off, of, oh, off yeah. the ground. And then the PPP loan, if you applied, <clears throat> it was an actual loan. You apply for the loan and it was supposed to cover your, uh, Payroll. It's the Payroll Prote Protection Program or plan or mm. whatever the last P stands for. But right. if you're a small business, the idea is that you're, you're closed. This way, we're giving you the money. It's supposed to be, I think, 16 weeks um, worth of payroll. Or Now, I think the initial was eight weeks worth of payroll. That way, you could lay your workers off, um, still pay them. But then, you know, you're obviously closed, so they're not working. But you can still pay them. Um, mm -hmm. That way, they're not having to draw unemployment. They're not a bigger hit on the, the state. They're not going through the unemployment system. And you're just paying them. And as long as you could prove, originally it was that 75% of your loan went to pay payroll, and the other 25% could be used for any operating expense, um, it was forgivable. You didn't have to pay any of it back. But, you know, you figure up whatever the eight weeks worth of payroll is to operate, and then they uh, eventually dropped it to you only had to show that 60% of it went towards payroll. And then they changed it midway that as long as uh, if the loan was under 50000 you didn't even have to show documentation. It was just automatically forgiven. Mm. So pretty much anybody with a small business out there, completely forgivable. I should have done that. I could have took $50,000. Now, and... you have to show that that's what's your payroll. But like your drone business, your payroll is you. Yeah, it's me. It's what, but, I mean, whatever I could, you're paying I... yourself. I could have, yeah, I could have took, uh, I could have took that and made an investment in maybe another couple of drones. Uh, that would have, 
that would have helped me get that off the ground in just a, a, a huge way. And the first round of PPP, they went all through, but I don't think they ever even used all of the second round. And there's supposed to be a, another batch in this new stimulus package. So, mm-hmm. so, I mean, for stuff like that, if you're a small business, the money's there. Um, I, but because our government, they do a horrible job of uh, putting any of that information out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they do. So most people don't even know. Because of, of the uncertainty of what I was trying to get off the ground, I wanted to go to the Grant Avenue. Right. And I went, I went and talked to my VA representative. I said, look, you know, I'm looking to get a grant for a small business. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, they're out there. Go try looking for a grant for a small business. It's, it's impossible. Everything's like, you know, low interest and stuff like that. But I intentionally went out looking for grants for small to start a small business like that, and I could not find anything. I mean, you know, I'm looking online, I'm putting my searches in certain ways, and then I'm rephrasing it. Did you? To, have, you, know, you have to put uh, white privilege in front of it. I think maybe that's when it comes that's, up. that's probably what it was. I wasn't putting. I wasn't telling the computer that I was white. Right. So, so they, what, yeah. You know, which I mean, I may or may not be. White or yeah, exactly. privileged. Either one. Either one, you know. But uh, the computer don't know that. <laughs> it's just taking taking my word for what I put into it. You know. Oh yeah, he's a white guy. Did you? It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of like the Saturday Night Live skit back years ago with with Eddie Murphy. He went in white face. Oh yeah. And and they're like, he's like, here, man, just take it. It's okay. Just, just take it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You don't have to pay for it. <laughs> it was hilarious. That's anyway, go ahead. I was looking at, saw, uh, did you see that video? That Did you watch the uh, Tyson fight last week? Was it last week? No, week I, before? I, I did not. We, we watched, I did not. We watched it because there was a woman that was uh, streaming it on TikTok. <laughs> so we watched it on TikTok. She was oh, wow. streaming it live on there. Um, That's cool. So Now, if I'd have read into that, I probably would have watched yeah, it just I for the novelty. I wasn't it. about to pay for because I didn't expect it to be there. It was actually pretty good. But the earlier fight when Jake Paul fought that uh, Nate Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, that video came out this week. Jake Paul was on the that TV show. Um, they were interviewing him and let's see if I can find the quote, what the lady asked him. Is this the one where she was talking about? Is it, uh, if it's racist for him, racist for you to knock out this uh, guy? Yeah. Because he knocked out a black man. Yeah. That is, I guess, I guess now in any athletic competition at all, it's going to be racist if you're better than someone else. Because why I'll tell you why. And this is our question of the week. We saw what happened to Nate Robinson. So I'm going to ask Jake Paul right here in front of America. Jake, um, considering where we are right now in our racial conversation in America, was what you did to Nate Robinson racist? <laughs> that is the uh, question of the week. Man. If nah, that's, if that's playing with me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jake, it's a sensitive time right now. We just had to witness a white man just knock a black man smooth. That has to be the dumbest question I've ever heard. Yeah, it does. And if that's the level of your uh, your intellectual journalism, then, <laughs> yeah, you just need to go find another job. Something. It's ridiculous. I was – I'm kind of – Back Tyson back in his high his heyday, you know, everybody's like, Oh, Tyson's so great, he's you know, he's the greatest boxer in the world, blah, blah, blah. And uh we got up one morning in Germany to watch a Tyson fight, which lasted I think a total of maybe forty five seconds. And he goes in and he he knocks out this guy. He knocks out this guy that's like in the first round, like I said, within like forty five seconds. And from the regular camera angle, it looks like it's a good shot. But then they do like an above looking down on him from like straight up over top of him. Yeah. And he goes and steps into this guy and swings and misses with his fist and comes around and pops him in the temple with his elbow. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, that's. Should that even be, that shouldn't even be fair. That shouldn't even be legal. You know, they should be like, hey, look, 
We just seen this on camera. Wake that guy back up and let's start this thing again because that was just, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it was intentional. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. But I mean, but either way, yeah, it should have. Either way, yeah, that's just. You, I don't think you should get a, a knockout on you know putting your elbow on somebody's temple like that. As as oh, I missed my punch, but here's my elbow. Ping, and the guy just he he folded like a you know. And then, of course, everybody in the barracks was like, oh, man, Tyson's so cool. And I'm like, look at the replay, people. <laughs> now, there, didn't are, even... there are a lot of his that were some great knockouts. Oh, I'm sure there were, but that one was not one of no. them. At least not in my opinion. I remember all of us going up watching Tyson fight a couple of times at Steve's house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they were always some quick ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they always were. Like I said, it's not to say that he wasn't a, a powerhouse and that he didn't keep, you know, he could throw a punch. But in that particular instance, I looked at that and I was just like, he totally missed him with the glove and he took him out with his elbow. I'm like, like I said, and I don't know that much about golfing or excuse me, not golfing, <laughs> but, but box, I don't know that much about boxing to know if that's legal or not. So it may have been totally legal. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, you know. Mad about something splitting hairs or something. It's one of those things. Oh, just saw, you know, where all the, a uh, couple of the other states were signing on with Texas, a lawsuit that Texas had. Mm-hmm. Against yes. Texas. Today, there was uh, 20 states now have filed against Texas, opposing it. What I don't understand is in this particular instance with since we're right now we're talking about the election oh, yeah we're is, all over the place but yeah fine. we're all over the place it's it and it's all good yeah uh, they had one whistleblower that they could not reveal his identity because he was afraid he was going to die you know accused trump of doing something wrong right. as the president and they impeached him for that right but you've got all these people that have come out in public and have signed affidavits saying, you know, I witnessed this and I witnessed this, you know, and but they're they're like, oh, that's not that's not conclusive widespread proof of, of voter fraud. But it is proof of some in, you know, the locations where these people are at. So why aren't you investigating this? Obviously, you don't want to. You got the, the you got the desired result that you wanted. And that's all you're looking for. What is today? Today's 10th. What is the, what was Safe Harbor Day? That was, that's the 8th, isn't it? We passed that. Today is the 10th. What? Safe Harbor Day? Yeah. I've never heard of Safe Harbor Day. Yeah, that's the last day that uh, under federal law, Congress must count the electoral votes from states that act by December 8th to choose their presidential electors. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's something else. That's something election. else I don't, I don't understand about all this process is the very next day after the election, the left is calling, you know, president Trump just needs to, he just needs to concede. He just needs to concede. Cause he got beat. He got, he needs to concede. But back when it was Gore running against Bush, the, you know, he ran that that he ran his court uh, appeals out for like thirty or thirty four, thirty five days, and nobody was like, "Oh, he just needs to just go ahead and concede." They let him do his thing. So why can't why can't you give? Yeah. Of course, it's it's been that way with him ever since he got elected. You just can't let him do his thing. You've got to you know, you've got to find something wrong with it. He didn't. You know, he didn't have his pinky out when he was drinking his tea, so he's obviously there's something wrong with him. People are insane. Yeah, it says under the law, Congress must count the electoral votes from states that choose their electors and resolve any legal disputes over the choices by the act's deadline, which is six days before the electors meet to vote, which is the 14th is when they meet. So the 8th was Safe Harbor Day. That's like the last day. That they're mm-hmm. supposed to have all legal disputes. It says, of course, if a state fails to meet safe harbor deadline but chooses its electors by December 14th, Congress can still count the votes. No. Well, and I don't really either. I mean, I understand the concept of having an electoral college. It's to keep, you know, New York and California from picking the president every, every four years. I get that. But where we're at now, 
I think in history it's only happened one other time or maybe two. I'm not sure, but I think Thomas Jefferson was one of them that the Electoral College didn't actually – I think it had to go to Congress, and then they picked him as president. And I, it may have happened again. I don't know, but I think it did happen with him at least one time. So, I mean, it's not like it's – it's not something that they didn't – not look forward to our founding fathers. They just okay, you know, here's we're going to have this process, but if this doesn't work, then this is our fallback position, and this is what we'll do. They 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 were smart enough to look into the future and say, you know, there could be problems, so that will this is what we'll do to fix this problem, and that's good. But you know, according to the left, our founding document isn't good enough anymore. I guess because it's you know. It's not a living, breathing document. It's like, well, it never was. It's never meant to be a living, breathing document. It was supposed to be a contract between two parties, the citizens of the country and the government of the country. That's why we had a Bill of Rights imposed the Constitution so that individuals would know what their rights were before the government. And if you'll notice, those rights, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press, freedom to bear arms, they're not uh, – Restrictions on individuals, their restrictions on the government, right? Yeah. From getting into the people's business. Yeah, the Bill of Rights. Yeah, the Constitution doesn't grant you the right to do something. It's it's, it's viewed as it's all a God given right mm-hmm. that you're already have, and it's just a restriction on what the government can do with those rights, or can and cannot do with those rights. Right. How they can't infringe on or. But nobody cares anymore on most of it. No, and that's I think that's one of the reasons you need to have originalist judges. Right. People that just look at the Constitution, because these people that are like, oh, well, look, over here in France, they made this decision in a similar case. But, you know, excuse me, uh, Mr. Person, but we don't live in France. We live in America. We need to be making our decisions based on this document and on our case history here, not what somebody, some jackleg over in France or Italy or Germany made a decision in a similar case. It's just, it just it doesn't make any sense, and it doesn't – it's not relevant. Okay, They're, They pulled their decision from their judicial history and their way of, of thinking, and that's what we need to do. Here's the Constitution. Here's what it says. Interpret your laws and everything through this lens, because that's what's relevant. That's the compact that was made between us, the citizens, and the government. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the, <clears throat> I mean, most people, I mean, it's on the, on the left, the woke left. I mean, they oh, used yes. to, they used to profess, profess, you know, that, that they were the kind, the caring, the tolerant, you know, they're mm-hmm. the ones that want yes. fairness and equality. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's only as and long as you agree with what they believe. Exactly. They as long as you agree, then 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 yes, you're, we're, we we'll be tolerant with you as long right. as you agree with us. If not, but as yeah, soon as they're gonna, yeah, then you get people threatening. You know, you Trump supporters, you need to like quit these shenanigans, or we're going to do something. Right. They're going to end your career. You know. Yeah. Exactly. We're going to dock. We're going to ruin you financially. You know. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to complain on you to your boss for yeah. sure. Which I think would be great if I was my own boss. I would love to have him just call me and say, you know, hey, you've got a guy working for you. But like, yeah, I know all about him, and I probably should fire him, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so go pound sand. Get out of here. I mean, what what do they think that they're actually going to get out of, if you ask any of them, oh, they're for the freedom of speech. They're for the freedom of their speech. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, they're not for the freedom of anybody else's speech, just ours. And as long as you agree with what I say, then you can say it too. That's cool. But if you decide that what you want to say is different than what I say, then it's not good. Right. It's then like, you're then it's, you're then you're being either a racist or you're just it's just hate speech. Right. Well, a lot of people think hate speech is banned by the Constitution. No. I mean, if anything, hate speech is what is defended by the Constitution. Unpopular opinions. Right. The the voicing of unpopular opinions. That's why you have the the freedom of speech. 
But uh, unpopular so, opinions is what people call hate speech now. It doesn't even have to be mm -hmm. hateful speech. If it's anything contrary to what their belief or opinion is on a subject or a person or a people. Can you imagine back in our founding era, you had, what was it, Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton. They actually were so passionate about the positions that they owned, that they, they were in that they actually challenged each other to a duel or one of them challenged the other one to a duel and they, they shot each other or shot at each other. One of them got killed over, I believe politics that yeah. they were that so entrenched and in, that's insane. And nowadays it's just like, Oh, you can't say that. And if we had some of the, the mentality that we had now back then, then we would never have debated things like, like slavery or anything else, women's women's right to vote. None of that stuff would have came to the fore because, oh, it's always been this way. And if you're changing it or you want to change it, then that's hate speech. You can't do that. You've got to be able to have that exchange of ideas oh, yeah. from different perspectives to be able to come up with something that's going to be good for everybody. As just humans in general, I mean, we can't get any better if we can't talk and we can't debate. I mean, you have to face different mm -hmm. opinions. Um, yeah. You've got to be able to talk and say things to be able to, you know, the free exchange of ideas. Right. I mean, if all you do is surround yourself every day with the, the same people who agree with you and all you watch are the channels that, you know, you 100% agree with, and the people on Facebook, you unfriend anybody that um, or block anybody that has a, you know, a differing opinion than you. Um, how long before you're drinking the Kool-Aid? Yeah, I have never unfriended uh, anybody for what they've posted on Facebook. Oh, no. I may, I'm, I may disagree with it, and I may send a comment saying that I do disagree with it. You know, we're friends, and the stuff that you post on your board comes up on mine. I should be able to make a comment on it, right? And if they say something you know, that you completely disagree with, and and why can't and like we're supposed to be friends, so to speak? So why can't we talk honestly with each other? Why does right. someone have to get you know all butt hurt and unfriend me? Because I've had that happen to me twice now yeah. uh, with two different people. And you know one of them. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, they just want to take it. I mean, they take it personally. Yeah. And I didn't take anything he said personally until he started, you know, taking shots at me personally. Right. You know, but just as far as the ideas that we were trying to, that I was trying to debate with him, I didn't take any of that stuff personally. I get it. This is the direction you're coming from. I get it. Now, let's look at it from my point of view or from a different point of view. This is what I'm seeing, you know. So let's 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 look at it, this thing from two different angles, and and try to come up with something, you know. And and that's not what they want. It's, uh, no. it's called you, that's it, it's an authoritarian type people. It's you know it's my way or the highway. Right. Well, period. We, All the time. What we look at it is if they have a differing opinion, we want to even even if it's not to change a mind, but it's to have a conversation about it, why they believe what they believe, why we believe what we believe. And it's all through more information. Mm -hmm. Their whole method is less information. We need to, they need think that they need to shut you down because what you're doing and saying is damaging to society. That, uh, I, I like the, 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 the anti-fascist, these Antifa people. Yeah. They come to these, uh, places where conservative people give, Come, come to give speeches, but then they use tactics <laughs> right. that if you look back into the past, it's what fascists did to people. Right. You know, they, they shouted them down until, you know, they couldn't make their speech. But you can't be against them because they're anti-fascist. And but you're acting, is, everybody should but, be anti-fascist. <laughs> sure, but you're acting like a fascist claiming you're anti-fascist. Right. That's why you need to start a group called Anti-Nazi. That way nobody can go against you. Say, what? Are you for Nazis? Because I'm anti-Nazi. Regardless then, of my actions or words, that's the title. That's my but, 
But but if I have a group called anti-Nazi and I'm using Nazi tactics, right. would that then make me a Nazi? You would think. I mean, if I if I'm the anti-Nazis and I've got a bunch of people as a part of being a Nazi, I'm running around in brown shirts. Then wouldn't that be like okay? You say you're anti-Nazi, but you're wearing brown shirts just like the Nazis did back in Germany back in the 30s. Let's see. It walks like a duck. It quacks like a duck. It may be a duck. I guess that's why you can't be a proud boy either, because it's wrong to be a proud of anything anymore, and it's wrong to be a boy. Right. Exactly. You can't be a boy. You can't be proud. And they're all the supposedly the proud boys are all white supremacists. Yeah. Even though I think the founder of that particular organization is a black man. Well, not the founder, uh, but the the um the president or the chairman, I think is Okay. Uh, the founder is Gavin McGinnis. Uh-huh. Um, he's uh he's a pretty white guy. <laughs> okay, well I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's a, there's some new information. But he formed a whole thing on a, as a joke when he started it. Right. I did, now I have heard that. Yeah. But uh it's grown into a movement and their uh what do they call it? Uh well, there's Enrique Terrio is the chairman of it now. Half black, half Cuban. Chauvinism, that's what it is they call. Oh, so they, so they can't just say that they're racist because there's like, and now you've got white people, you've got black people, and you've got Cuban people all being proud boys. So now they're just chauvinists. Yeah. Or well, what is it? That's what they claim. That's what they say themselves. Oh, they say they're chauvinists? Yeah. That they're. Uh, okay, well, I can, I can get behind that. I don't remember if they call it patriot chauvinism. National chauvinism? I don't remember how they call it. Uh, Wikipedia calls it a form of extreme patriotism and nationalism. Proud to be an American. And since when did that become a a, uh, a bad thing, being proud of where you're from? When it became bad to be a man, when it became bad to be white, um, when it became bad to be successful, um, to work hard. To, to speak properly, to speak properly, which I cannot do, so I must be fine in that. But yeah, well, me um, neither. English is only my first language. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say English. American English is my first language, and I still brutalize it just about every day. I would never make it speaking the Queen's English. She would, she would probably come and throw me out of the country. You cannot be British anymore. You do not speak properly. Get out. <laughs> She'd be like, "You are the weakest link." <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I was listening to an old podcast today of, uh, she was the one who was fired from NBC. Yeah, I don't remember that Meg, one. Megan Kelly. That was oh, okay. She had, I thought she was on Fox. No, no, she was on Fox for a while, and then she went to NBC. Mm -hmm. um, and then she got fired. She, she had the Megan Kelly show on NBC. It was a morning talk show. Um, mm. It was, I think, maybe the last hour after on the Today Show. It was like the... 10 o'clock hour, I think. Um, and it was right around Halloween. Mm -hmm. And they were discussing uh, costumes, which can't wear anything anymore. It's uh, all culture, cultural appropriation. Um, right. But they were talking about blackface and, you know, wearing Indian costume, wearing, you know, just dressing as um, different cultures. And she asked the question, just asking a question about you know, like blackface and because 20, 30 years ago, it was acceptable. You know, when you were a little kid, if you dressed up as Michael Jackson, you put on makeup and a wig and, you know, the little outfit or has your white one white glove on. Yeah. Um, and that's what she, her question was. When did it become bad? You know, it, like what point? And, uh, you know, of course, everybody blew up about it, it twisting it as if she's defending blackface. Mm -hmm. So NBC fired her. Um, See, and that's just it. If you can't ask a question like that. Yeah, and that was a 100% honest, in, innocent question. Yeah, I'm asking a question. I'm not defending it one way or another. I'm asking when this became something that, you know, you can't do. Then when you shut that down, you can't ask that question, then you're 
the conversation as a whole about every because you got to be honest with each other, right? You know, if you, if you want to make progress between white and black people and whites and Hispanic people and Hispanic people and black people, everybody's got to be honest with each other about stuff, you know. And that's just the way it is. You got to be able to have those conversations. If not, then you know you're all stuck in your own little camps. And I think that's pretty much what some people probably want is they don't want us actually coming together and talking to each other uh, on a on a deep, meaningful level. Because I think probably you know whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're Mexican or Cuban or Filipino or from the Orient, from somewhere you know China, Japan, whatever. Korea, Vietnam, I'm pretty sure that just about everybody, there are certain things that they can agree upon. And that's number one is, you know, I want to have a decent job so that I can take care of my family. I can pay my bills, put food on the table, and every now and again, maybe do something a little extra good for, and I'm pretty sure that's that's throughout everybody. You know, I'm pretty sure that the, the black family over there, that's what they want. And the, the Mexicans over there, that's what they want. And the white people over here, that's what we want. You know, there's just those things that I think we should all be able to agree on. And then we can build out from there. Yeah. Was that too much? No, no, no. I was just trying to pull up the uh, that clip of her when she said that. Inappropriate. Um, and it goes on to sort of list the things that you you're, you're not allowed to dress like Harvey Weinstein. Okay, but let's be honest. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, that's like, a good one. Seriously, <laughs> like, come on. No, thank you. Now, that's creepy. Yeah, but that you, is creepy. I don't want the University of Kent telling me that I can't do it. You can't. <laughs> um, you can't wear anything Mexican-based. No sombrero. No maracas. That's cultural that, and race-based. That's more of a spring break thing anyway. Not okay. Um, you <laughs> this are, one last year. I've done spring break. You cannot dress as a Native American. That's apparently been some rule uh, for, for a long time. You can't dress as a nun. I mean, it's like, isn't the whole purpose of Halloween to dress up and pretend you are something other than yourself? That's the question that got me fired. I was a little surprised about, a, about the cowboy because my... So you can't be a cowboy now if you're a girl? Could um, you be a cowgirl? Would that be acceptable? Can you even call it a cowboy cowgirl anymore? I guess not. I guess it would have to be a cow person. Which is if you're a cow, how can you be a person? Yeah. Well, I started a discussion on my on my line on my on my Facebook feed. One of my friends posted a thing about uh, success. I'll just tell you what it says. It says so you've been eating hot dogs and. McChickens all your life, but you don't want to take the vaccine because you don't know what's in it. <laughs> and and I very innocently said, you know, I said, would this fall under my body, my choice, asking for a friend? <laughs> and now, and see, now I've got this whole conversation going with these people, and that's the only thing I've said to them. And I was like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six people have had had to say something about what I've just put up there. You know, I'm, 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 I'm looking, and I'm not stupid. I mean, I know that this is actually, you know, this is supposed to be a little funny, right? But I was trying to be a little funny too, and now all these people are like, they're getting way too serious about it. <laughs> the further down you go, the more seriously they get. It's like, yeah, calm down, people, please. Yeah, you, uh, you don't want to offend anyone. Uh, actually, I don't care. It's like with these masks, I don't. If I'm not at work, I, I don't have anything on. I mean, I don't much, but I'm fine with anybody who does. I think you should, you have the freedom should, to do anything you want. And it, it might even should. be if it, you know, if you wear them properly. Now, if you're going to wear the same one for six weeks in a row, it probably not a whole lot of benefit. It might even be bad for you. Um, but if you're going to wear them properly, you're going to keep them clean. You're going to change them out. Every little bit has to help. I mean, but everybody could wear a motorcycle helmet while you're in the car. Maybe they'll save a few lives. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can do go above and beyond. Um, and I'm not saying wearing a mask is going above and beyond, but I, it's easy if you get in an argument with anyone and they say, why would you argue with science? I haven't yet to see a study showing that when I have a mask made out of T-shirt cotton, how much that benefits. 
or even those crazy little paper masks that they give you to put on. Right. Well, there's you a know. group now that's selling it. It's a screen mask. It looks like a fishing net. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it has holes big enough to stick a pencil through. Well, there's a woman here that I know at one of the courthouses that wears one all the time, and it's crocheted. Yeah, what, what the heck? Yeah. So I mean, I mean, technically she's doing, you know, right? But it's well, that's no. how, there's this company, the one that sells the net one, selling it as easy to breathe through. You can still see your face just fine through it. Um, right. And you're meeting the legal requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, that's, that's like most you, of the problem. You just, you just might as well just pick a doily up off of your, you know, right. and tie a string to it and stick it around your face, which that's fine. I mean, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. I don't have a problem with it. I think we should have the freedom to do whatever it is we want to do as far as you know, hey, look, we've got this disease that's going around, and if you can get this type of mask, and if you wear it, and if you want to, you go right ahead and do it. But if you don't, that's cool, too. Oh, no, that's a libertarian in you coming out. Oh, I've got quite a bit of a libertarian <laughs> bent to me already. I think I'm almost 100%. Well, about the only thing that I can't agree with most libertarians on, it's and it's it's abortion. Yeah. I'm sorry, but... There is no scenario in which an abortion doesn't end in the death of a person. Right. But not all libertarians believe that. Well, no, but I've I've heard some that do. One of the guys I used to listen to quite a bit. The non-constitutional libertarians do. But anybody who's an originalist constitutional libertarian, they're usually uh, viewing it as the, uh, the child's rights. Yeah, and I don't understand how you can come to that conclusion if you just read the preamble to our Constitution. And it says in our preamble that the rights that are in this document are for ourselves and our posterity, which is the people that are to come. Right. They also have these rights. So your children have these rights. Your children's children have these rights in perpetuity. So how can you say it's okay to kill an unborn child when they have the right to be alive, they have the right to, you know, all these other things, just like someone who is alive. Well, they are alive. I mean, it's, it's a human life. You just, right. Just a different stage of development. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and the one guy I was, uh, I don't know if I should be mentioning celebrity names or I'm not sure how much of a celebrity he is anymore, but Neil Bortz. Yeah. I used to listen to him a lot and I enjoyed him. The one thing that I know we did would agree disagree on is he never would discuss abortion. And I understand where he's coming from as far as a show goes because he can get on there and he's going to have his position. He's going to have people call in. They're going to have – and all you're going to do is argue, and you're not going to be able to come to any kind of equitable solution. So for a, a TV or for a radio show, you know, he wants to be able to have a conversation is what his whole thing is. And – uh and you just end up that degrades into yelling at each other, yeah. and so he didn't want to. He didn't want to discuss it. I get that, you know. And, but he he was of the mindset that it's the woman's body; it's her choice. But there's just so much that's there's so many fallacies in that statement. That number one, it's not the woman's body. I mean, the the child is yes, it's in a woman's body, but it's also inside of a placenta sac because it's genetically different enough from the woman. That if it wasn't in that sack, the body would attack it on its own and expel it. Yeah, treat it as a foreign body. Exactly. So it would get rid of it on its own. But it's you know it's actually in that sack so that it can develop and and you know come to term and and and, and person be born and be alive and be a person, which they are. I mean, so yeah, I just I can't get on board that part of it. But nobody. I mean, every. The left wants to use it as a, uh, the argument for it is it's rights-based, that they, it's the woman's rights, but it's purely emotional is the whole argument for it. They say that they don't want anyone telling them what to do, um, but they should just stop there because that's what they really mean. They don't want anyone telling them what to do regardless. Mm-hmm. That's it, exactly. And, and it's, it's, it's for convenience. Let's, you know, okay. let's just move beyond this. You know, oh, you know, just don't throw up in my face about, you know, incest or rape or whatever, because that's a very low number of the abortions that happen. Right. 
Even if we at the at the beginning argument said, okay, we'll concede those, we'll accept those, we'll allow those. Not saying we do, but if you even said, took it, okay, now let's discuss everything else. You know, they won't even go down that road. No, uh-uh, because they they can't. And this is what kills me is you have these women that, that, you know, if you talk about defunding Planned Parenthood, they're like, well, where is a woman going to go to to get these these services that Planned Parenthood provides? And I'm like, there's nothing that Planned Parenthood provides except abortions. They can get, you know, well, I can go down there and I can get, you know, birth control. Well, I'm pretty sure you can go down to the health department and get birth control, too. And I think if you go to the health department, I think it's free. Yeah, most places. I'm, I'm not sure, but it may be. So you're going to go down to Planned Parenthood to, for you to get your birth control, which you probably have to pay for it there. But you can go down to the health department and get it for free. So who's actually – the only thing that is an abortion, that's all they provide that you can't get somewhere else. And if I'm not mistaken, they're like, oh, they're going to – reproductive rights are going to be – you know, if you do that, you're going to take away a woman's reproductive I'm pretty sure a woman still has the right to say no. Yeah. If she don't want to get pregnant, she can say, no, at this time, honey, I don't want to get pregnant. Here's a condom, or I'm going to go on the pill, or whatever. And if she's not on the pill, and if he doesn't want to use a condom, she has the right to say, well, okay, you know, I'd really like to have sex with you right now, but I've, since you're not willing to do any kind of compromise, or, you know, to protect me or yourself in any way whatsoever, then the answer is no. It's like you, and, and then if, you still have the right to say no. Right. It's like and as a woman, it, she has the right to choose to drink alcohol or not. But if she chooses to to do one action, the consequences of that action are she's possibly going to be drunk, mm-hmm. just like she's possibly going to be pregnant. So then she forfeited her right to drive. Right. You know, they nobody would argue that they should have the right. The government shouldn't be able to tell me what I can and can't do in my vehicle. I can drive if I want to. But no, you you did an earlier action that now resulted in this consequence that limits your future action. Right. And exactly. You're, that's exactly right. That's a nail on the head. And I've pretty much got to the end of that subject now, too. So <laughs> what are we going to talk about now? I don't know. Nobody uh, – nobody, that, that, it, that's what you can boil it all down to. There are no consequences for any actions anymore. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to have personal responsibility. Everybody wants a way out. Um, and you can blame it all on um, – I mean, because think about what did we start doing 15, 20 years ago that um, – as far as giving participation trophies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that now everybody – everybody's opinion is equally valid no matter how dumb your opinion is. <laughs> Everybody has and, the right to voice their opinion, but it doesn't mean it's equally valid. And and the way we've been talking, I'm sure that eventually there's going to be people that that hear this, they're going to be like, these are a couple of Neanderthals. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah, no, me neither. No. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure there, there probably is a little... Hopefully, Man. the goal in the future is we can have uh, some disagreeing, uh, some other some guests on that uh, have differing opinions. Um, I can think of or, a couple right off the bat, but um, or maybe even you know actually have people call into the show. Yeah, that'd be good, that, and and we could talk to them on air. That would be good. That would be fun. Um, everybody should check it out. Every, pretty much everywhere that podcasts are available right now, it's it's on Stitcher, it's on uh, Google Podcasts, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Anchor. Um, it's it's pretty much anywhere that you can listen to your podcast. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram, um, both at socially sensitive, and join Facebook group socially sensitive uh, podcast. Are you going to go on parlor also? Uh, probably. Um, Might as well. Parlor right now is still to me <clears throat> where we were talking earlier when you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people. But the engagement there is really good right now. Um, I like parlor, 
but yeah, it's it's pretty much everybody talking there. And uh, like, I, I mean, I like the Hodge twins. I like watch read watching their stuff. Um, yeah, they're they're great. But all of those places are. I mean, it's like preaching to the choir. Hey, well, and here's the thing: if you're actually wanting to get your podcast off the ground, having a choir to preach to is probably a pretty yeah. good idea. Yeah. You know, and then as you get more and more successful, then having people show up that are not necessarily of a like mind. Right. You know who I want to see, would like to be as a guest on the show? Who's that? <laughs> Bill Moore. <laughs> <laughs> There's this new YouTube channel I've been following lately. Uh, she just put out a new a new thing about an hour ago. I saw it. It's on cancel culture. Amazing. Um, yeah. Gothics. Is her name? I, I like her. Uh, she does a YouTube channel. Problem is the this uh, this election is going to turn out the way it's going to probably with Biden getting it. Um, the majority of the right will have no confidence in the election system, and half of them will never vote again. I've already heard a few people, big people. Well, uh, Glenn Beck was one of them. Said that if it if nothing comes out of this as far as the election fraud and uh, handling it the way it should be handled, not even say anything overturning the election, nothing, nothing doesn't even have to be that, but just, you know, addressing the irregularities and the things that were allowed to happen. If none of that's addressed that he said, he'll never vote in another election. Mm. And, you know, that's a, a pretty big name to not be doing that. It you know it, it's hard enough to to vote to begin with, especially depending on which state you live in. Um, knowing well, you where know, your vote's going. Biden did say he was putting the largest uh, voter fraud organization together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and here's the thing: if you can't, if they get away with it, if there actually was fraud and they could prove fraud, and they get away with fraud, then that means the next time the election comes around. They're just going to do it again. We choose unity over division. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. <laughs> yeah. That man makes no sense at all. Yeah, he's he's going to be our president. And like I said, I just don't understand. Like We're back around to this issue again. Right. But if there are people that have signed affidavits and said that they have seen this happen, you know, somebody needs to get arrested. And I'm pretty sure that if you actually started arresting these people, that were counting the illegal votes, like the people down in uh, Georgia. Yeah. They were in a, a polling place that had, you know, security cameras that went 24-7 all the time. Shows them pulling out these uh, cases from under a table, handing out ballots. Yeah. And then them running them through the machines, same ballots, several times. Take, find out who those people are working that station. Go get them. Arrest them. And I'm pretty sure once they've figured out, hey, my freedom is going to be at stake, I better start, you know, cooperating. And then maybe you'll start getting some answers about, you know, okay, this is who told me I had to do this. And so you need to go get this. I'm going to, as soon as you start, like I said, that looks like they're going to have their freedom taken away because they're going to go to prison or they're going to go to wherever. They'll start telling you what you need to know to get to the next level. And then once you get that person, you arrest them too. And, and it's 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 just like a trying to get into a, you know trying to get the kingpin in a drug organization. You start arresting the little peons that are doing the dealing. They flip on the people that are supplying them, and then you you arrest them, and they'll flip on the people that are supplying them, and you eventually you'll get to your kingpin, one way or another. One or you'll get you or you'll get as you know high up the ladder as you can. And that's what you need to do. But they, nobody's doing nothing. Nobody's arresting these people. Nobody's even calling them in for questioning. Yeah. Which is wrong. I mean, you that that video right there is is damning enough. You would think, but yeah, most that, um, most of them are denying it's even happening. Well, you remember the night of the election when they were talking about the reason they cleared that building out, which is when they pulled those cases out, scanning that. It's when they mm -hmm. that's when they said the water that water line busted. Yes, that's why they said now the news is reporting that that never happened. Not not right. that they never reported it. There's not that it never happened. They're saying they never reported it. Nobody ever said that. 
but um, Stephen Crowder played well, a then, montage of every single one of the news organizations doing the story about the water bursting. Mm-hmm. The next morning, they were still saying it was because of a water pipe bust. Um, but now they're and, saying, no, the, they, they were just closing up for the night. None of that happened. No, they weren't closing it up for the night because they were continuing to run votes right. after well, they were closing got it taken up. out. Right, so I'd say they were closing it up for anybody who wasn't there to to uh, be in on it. They were getting rid of all the watchers, all the observers, all mm-hmm. the all, all the, the media press. press. Right. Oh well, we can go ahead and wrap this up. Um, but uh, yeah, follow everywhere. It's social socially sensitive. Um, go to sociallysensitive.com, look it all up, uh, go to Apple Podcasts, uh, give us a like, and five-star review, five-star, and uh, yes. review. Especially for Wolfie. Yeah, oh yes. Um, and then we'll go ahead and close it out. Goodbye. Goodbye. Six feet deep, they want me under the dirt, don't wanna let me breathe. They want my mama to hurt, they might know my face, they might know my name, but they don't know my past, they never felt my pain. Nobody told me about to die, somebody pray for me. The homies in the sky gon' have to wait for me. I can smell your lies, watch what you say to me. Cause I done seen a lot of shit that I can never talk about. I don't wanna hurt your feelings, why you gotta be so friendly?